are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast with John Schuster. I am merely Mike Luke. All right. We got, uh, we got a lot to get to. Actually, we don't have a lot to get to today. We're just going to talk about Arizona and ASU athletics real quick. Uh, if I hit this just right, the little uh, the sun in the background, it looks like I'm almost got a halo glow. No, it really does. You might want to – yeah, it does. Or you could just have, have, a little like horn, right there. have a little horn coming out of you. I could. It could be a little uh, – yeah, it could be either way, and then we'd all question. Speaking of something that has a yes. horn on its head. Oh, that's, the tra- that's a transition for the ages. That is. That is. ASU athletics right now, ASU football in particular, my, what a difference eight months has made. They were my pick to win the conference last year. Um, you know, you look at it, this is the year that all this, all that comes to fruition with, uh, you know, the, all the recruiting classes, you got your junior, you got your upperclassman quarterback and well, fast forward about eight months and you've lost 28 players to the transfer portal and not all OKGs like Arizona. We're used to losing guys to, you know, uh, uh, Stephen F. Austin, mm-hmm. Rice, you know, things like that, directional schools. These kids are going to Ohio State, USC, LSU, Well, Florida they're going State. different directions. Yeah, they're going to different <laughs> directions. Really big schools in those directions. But I did not see one UL Monroe in there. No, no. I could be wrong on yeah. that. Well, there are 28. So there are 28, ASU's right. done a very good job in the transfer portal of basically giving possibly right. one player to every school. So how how did we get to how did we get to this point right here where Arizona football in the state, who it's won one of its last 21 games, has looked as the one on the ascendancy, while the other one's like, man, wait till that thing bottoms out. It really is absolutely right. fascinating right. in that regard. And the mutiny, I think, has been fascinating as well. How we got here, right. well. ASU was a little, well, was a little, right. let's just go with a little flip right. when right. it came to, you, you know, their COVID sanctions. And so that obviously got them into a lot of trouble when they got busted as a result. But I think one of the things that I'm, I've kind of been fascinated by is how massive the mutiny has been. Right. There, there is no, pretty much nobody in that program has decided, you know what, I, I came to ASU, I like the coach, I'm just going to stick around. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be very good, but I'm, but but the school's okay. I don't want to deal with transfer. I can still do some things. Right. None of that happened. None of it. Next to none of that happened. Right. And, and and it has been, you know, there's been a lot of has been a lot of moving on. And you know, as a result, ASU's a program in trouble. Right. Uh, and and they're going to be in trouble for a while until sanctions actually come down the pike. And with whatever happens with all these. Uh, you know, sanctioning entities and uh, the NCAA in general, who the hell knows how long that's going to be. Right. That, now, I. it's weird, too, because you watch ASU and you even when they're talented, they're stupid. Last year, that was a pretty talented team and they really just couldn't get out of their own way. It was very much a shades of uh, uh, the Dennis Erickson type teams where you had a lot yeah. of talent and, um, you know, there's nothing going on. Now, the, I think what's a little bit different for me though, is that it's going to be a little bit more difficult, I think, to get a good coach. Well, maybe it won't. Explain why ASU should still be able to get a good coach. I think it's uh, if there are uh, a few reasons why that still remains in the long term a 
a job with potential. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a program that you could argue at its best is potentially fifth in the conference. Uh, and and second or third in the Pac-12 South, right? Which gives you an opportunity to be successful. Your population base is in what the fourth largest city in the right. country. That helps mm-hmm. uh, with recruits that have improved in that regard. Right. Uh, so if you can do a good job in Phoenix, those are good things. Uh, your not 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 to mention you're going to make three million dollars a year. Right. Uh, that's not a bad thing. Right. And if you're young. And this becomes interesting, the direction that ASU ultimately goes. And and I am guessing that what's going to happen is that once sanctions become official, uh, that then ASU will sever its relationship with Herm Edwards. Right. They're waiting for that to happen, similar to what Arizona did with Sean Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that happens... Real then quick, a- by the sure. way, Bruno. Yes. Everybody always wants to know what's Bruno up to. This is what Bruno does right here. He's about to take a shot. Go ahead and do it, Bruno. You're on. You're on live TV right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 he did it. He did it. Oh, that that's one. that's what yeah, Bruno a does. Good one. Let's take a quick break. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online Sportsbook. If you wanted to bet, and I'm not sure they would have this line, but if you wanted to bet on a line about when Bruno was going to take a shot at John Schuster, that would have been the place to do it. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. All right, Schuster, let's talk yes. about AS, let's talk about ASU a little bit more mm-hmm. here and about what's your theory. You should be able to get a good coach in there. I think you can get a confident coach. Uh, right. Okay. You know, at least that. Uh, and, and I'm guessing that the next step would be that ASU goes in one of two directions. Right. Uh, and that is go with a young, confident guy who believes that he can use this, in essence, as an audition tape for better jobs. Right. Uh, if you're a young coach who can make ASU – Six and frankly, if you're any coach, but young, you're still you still got a career ahead of you, right? You know, and, and you're trying to be upwardly mobile. If you can come into ASU, make ASU a 500 football team with all of those sanctions, a lot of other schools are going to be looking at you and say, "Whoa, that guy succeeded there with all of that that cloud that looming over going them. on there." Uh, yeah. This guy has a chance to win somewhere else, maybe at our school, right? Uh, so, so there's audition take possibilities with that job. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that ASU could conceivably go with a 60-year-old by-the-rules guy who's really solid uh, and just try to stabilize it for about five years and then see if you can get things rolling a little bit. But overall, generally speaking, once this runs its course... I don't think ASU is SMU. Right. I I, I don't think it's they're not a death knell program right. that's right. going to be affected as a result of this for twenty years. Right. They have an op- they, they have opportunities in their corner to be successful once this works itself through. Right. And and so as a result of that, I can see a lot of coach more coaches than you think looking at the job and believing that it has potential there for immediate the the immediate career thing is. They can pay me three or four million dollars to coach in Phoenix. Right. I can play golf too. Right. Uh, okay, I, I I can listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if I can do a good job here, then you're in a position where you can get other gigs that uh, right. are very appealing as well. And if you're really good and like the idea of staying around, right, you got a chance to be successful there. I mean, you know, regardless of the only thing that, as near as we can tell. The only thing that ASU did, and I'm going to go wink, wink, nod, nod, illegal here, is that they recruited more aggressively at a point in time where they were COVID sanctions. Right. But COVID sanctions weren't in place with those first three top 20, what, what right. top 10, top 15 recruiting right. classes. Right. So that coaching staff could recruit. Right. 
and they weren't recruiting based on COVID sanctions. Right. So there's the potential there to be able to bring athletes to that university and make it a program that a lot of folks have thought it could be for some time. Now, obviously, based on the way things have happened and the way that they handled COVID stuff, I think that's something that's going to be, what, five years down the road, best right. case scenario. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break. All right, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. Now let's talk a little bit of uh, you. Uh, let's talk a little bit of basketball here. Tommy Lloyd seems to have righted the ship. Arizona is back amongst the nation's elite. Bobby Hurley is kind of mercurial, like we talk about. He gets a lot of talent. They haven't been able to break through. What does the future hold for ASU? I. That's a very. It's my inkling is that what we've seen, generally speaking, from the Sun Devils is what we're going to get from this point on. A team right. that's roughly 20 and 13 and inconsistent. One of the things that Hurley has been able to do, mm-hmm. to his credit, he's and he's been able to do this better than I'm having a hard time thinking of a coach at ASU that's been able to do this as well. He's been able to get athletes to ASU. Right. You know, at, at least in that regard – ASU looks like it has the talent to be a competent men's basketball team. Right. But then you watch them, and you're tr- and half the time, at least you're trying to figure out, what the hell is this team what, what doing? Are you, what are you doing out what, there? Right. What, what's, what's your other than – and it's almost like Hurley, and, and you use the word mercurial, and right. I think that's spot on. Hurley is a more mercurial Steve Lavin. Right. It's like Or Todd Bozeman. Right. Without the right. Bozeman. Without the Bozeman. Right. Um, you can get players, right. you can get athletes, and then what do you do with them? Right. And, and then if you don't have an idea of what you can do with them and you're more or less a mediocre coach, uh, then you're going to have programs that don't reach their potential, and that's what it feels like with ASU. To me, like, ASU and, – and, and last year I thought was really interesting. This is a team that for – how long is the basketball season? Four months? Right. Three of those months ASU was crap. Mm-hmm. And it was baffling if you actually watched – the talent on the court, right? Why they were as bad as they were, right? Didn't make sense. And then the last month of the season, they were good, right? So, is that going to be a variation of what ASU ultimately is, right? Can can they string together four months of being good and uh, finishing at higher spots in the conference? I don't know. It seems like this is kind of what Hurley is. He got away with it at Buffalo, and now that you get to a Power Five conference, you can still bring in talent. But what are you ultimately going to do with it? That doesn't. That seems to be the question mark at a program that I figure is going to be what twenty and thirteen more often than not, and yeah. kind of being and that's where you're kind of cool as, with. Yeah, a fringe. You know, maybe they'll be. Maybe they're a fringe tournament team all the time. He's John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.